Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Mark. friends and faithful listeners, happy Tuesday, and thank you so much for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast this morning. And uh, today is kind of a cool episode. We're going to be talking about a miracle, I think, that is only recorded in the book of Mark. So this is the only episode we'll ever do about this particular miracle, is this one right here. So let's see what Mark has to say about this in actually Mark chapter 7, verses 31 through 37 is what we're going to be talking about today. So grab your Bible and your cup of coffee, and let's go ahead and read. Again he departed from the borders of Tyre and Sidon, and came to the Sea of Galilee, through the middle of the region of Decapolis. They brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. They begged him to lay his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude privately, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephaphtha, that is, be opened. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was released, and he spoke clearly. He commanded them that they should tell no one, but the more he commanded them, so much the more widely they proclaimed it. They were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes even the deaf hear and the mute speak. So like I said before, this is the only time this miracle is mentioned in the Bible, is in the book of Mark, which I find really fascinating because this is actually a uh, picture of Jesus being the Messiah. And on top of this, Jesus doesn't actually publicly proclaim this healing that he does. He he did it off to the side. So it was kind of cool that, you know, the book of Isaiah actually said that the Messiah would come and he was going to heal people who were deaf and he was going to make people who are mute, as in they can't speak, able to sing. So Jesus did both these things right here with this man. And this would have been a show to everybody in the area that Jesus was, in fact, the Messiah, because he was prophesied about doing this particular miracle in the book of Isaiah. I think it was Isaiah uh, 23. Oh, I'm sorry, 32. I I flipped that. (laughs) Okay, Isaiah 32, 3 and 4 talks about how, um, you know, the Messiah was going to heal deaf people and mute people. So you remember the other day we talked about the Syrophoenician woman when Jesus was in the Gentile region. Now here, he's actually still in a Gentile region, but he left Tyre and Sidon, which is where he performed that one miracle for the woman. And you know, we we often see Jesus moving around. So once he's done doing his good in that area, he leaves. And I think that's kind of interesting, is that he's always traveling around and he's always uh, taking really long walks (laughs) to do good for people. So uh, obviously because he knows where people are that need this stuff. So it says that he leaves Tyre and Sidon and he came to the Sea of Galilee through the middle of the region of Decapolis. So this is something that people are kind of confused about because 
once once again, this is the only time this is mentioned in Mark, but also this is something that wasn't really well known about Jesus because the region of Decapolis, uh, we remember learning about that a while back with uh, the man who had many demons inside of him, the legion of demons. He was from the region of the Decapolis. So that was a Gentile territory. So Jesus is still in a Gentile territory. And uh, there could have been Jews there as well that needed help. But we don't know whether or not this deaf man was Jewish or whether he was Gentile. We have no clue. Because since this was a Gentile territory, this could have very well have been a, a Gentile man. But Jesus probably came here, and we kind of discussed why on Thursday. It's likely that Jesus came to these more remote regions, these Gentile regions, uh, because he was not as well known there. And he would have been able to have more time to pray, to rest, to relax, and to teach his disciples. Because since he was not as well known, he was much more able to move around. Because you remember in, in Jewish territories, he couldn't even go through the cities. In fact, he couldn't even go through the wilderness. People were like running from all over to find Jesus and to hear him speak. And of course, because Jesus is loving and compassionate, he was actually, you know, uh, not thinking of himself and healing multitudes of people, which was very draining, I'm sure. And uh, he w wasn't getting any rest. In fact, it says in the book of Mark that Jesus didn't even have time to eat. That's how busy he was just healing people and preaching to them and teaching them. So it makes sense that Jesus would have to get away for a little bit to an area that he's not as well known in. Now, of course, it is funny because even though he was not as well known in the Gentile regions, people still kind of knew who he was because we see that with the Syrophoenician woman that we talked about on Thursday, she knew who he was and she came to find him and she even proclaimed him to be the Messiah. And then now, with what we talked about today, there is a crowd surrounding him So uh, in the region of the Decapolis. So because he had done such a fantastic miracle in that region before with that man who had the legion of demons inside of him, it's very likely that that story got around. People kind of knew who Jesus was. But Jesus came to this region not only to get away from, you know, the crowds of the Jewish cities, but he came here to do this very fantastic miracle that was for the disciples' eyes only, which was to heal this man and to show his disciples that he was, in fact, the Messiah, because they would have known all this stuff, especially people like uh, Nathaniel, <laughs> who was a very devout Jew, which was one of Jesus' disciples. I mean, they would have known about everything Isaiah said, in fact, they're probably studying that book to try to find the Messiah for years and years, you know, and uh, just as we do to the book of Revelation, because that's the one prophecy that has not yet been fulfilled. People are always reading the book of Revelation. So back then, probably Isaiah was the, the book to read in order to try to find the Messiah. So his disciples, who were most mostly devout Jews, would have understood and been reading the book of Isaiah. So when they see this miracle that Jesus is performing on this deaf and mute man, they're probably like, huh, I think I read something about that in, in the book of Isaiah where the Messiah was supposed to heal the deaf and the mute people. So they probably, uh, you know, were thinking about this after Jesus performed this miracle. So it says here that after he came to the region of Decapolis, um, a, a few people brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. 
So this family that was with this deaf and mute man were very sad about his condition. So this makes a lot of people think that this all happened by accident. This man had at one point been clearly hearing and was able to speak freely. But now an accident had happened where his ears had been kind of destroyed. And, uh, you know, at that point he couldn't talk very well anymore. So that's kind of what people think because, you know, um, because of the sadness of both Jesus when he's doing this miracle and of the family who brought this man to Jesus, though that's not actually, uh, you know, said, but it's kind of implied a little bit, but it's, it's not necessarily. But anyway, so it says that they begged Jesus just to lay his hand on him. So I think it's interesting that Mark points that out, that they begged Jesus to lay his hand on this deaf man. Because that's not always how Jesus heals, you know. But people, it, it, I, I find it interesting that there's many people in the Bible that just say, can you just lay a hand on the person, you know, who, who is sick? Like, for example, the Jewish um, temple leader that came to Jesus, his name was Jairus, who had a very sick daughter. He wanted Jesus to lay his hands on his daughter to heal her. But, you know, Jesus doesn't always operate that way. And uh, it's cool that, you know, Jesus never has one method of healing. He heals in all sorts of different ways. You know, sometimes he heals even without a word. Sometimes he heals by having people touch his tassel, <laughs> which would have been connected to his garment or whatever robe he was wearing at the time. Sometimes he heals by the faith of the person. Uh, sometimes he heals with a word. You know, it just depends on who the person is, you know, Jesus kind of tailors it to the person. But this particular man, Jesus went the extra mile in healing him. He didn't just lay his hands on him. He actually performed almost this like medicinal kind of thing. So it says here that he took this deaf man aside from the crowd privately. And then he sticks his fingers in this man's ears. And then he spits on his finger and he touches this man's tongue. And you know, to me, ugh, I have this gross thing with spit. Oh my goodness, I hate spit so much. It's so nasty to me. But when Jesus does this, just think about this. He is healing this man with his own mouth, if that makes sense. He is healing this man's mouth and this man's ears with his own body. So that's something really significant and something really, really cool that we can think about here. So it says here that um, after he does this, he looks up into heaven and he sighs. So that sigh that Jesus gives was actually something more of like a deep groan. And this would have been a groan of sadness. So, you know, it's translated in English as sighs, but the actual word means more like a sadness, a moaning a cry almost. And it's kind of interesting that Jesus does this sad moan for this man, which is kind of why people once again think that um, this man was accidentally turned deaf because Jesus is sad about the predicament of people, you know, the, the life that people have to go through. And then I've even read some other things when I was researching this. I read something like, Jesus was sad because as he's healing this man, he realizes, you know, that the tongue is the most dangerous weapon. And, you know, this man now is going to be able to speak and 
<laughs> I don't know if I agree with that completely, but uh, I, I do sort of agree with Jesus showing compassion on the human race, which is what he always does. I mean, he's always uh, showing compassion on people and, you know, looking at them and thinking that they're like a multitude of sheep without a shepherd. And uh, he cries a few times in scripture. And, uh, you know, he, he, he just has compassion on people. So I think that this sigh that he gives was more of a compassionate sigh for the predicament of this man. So then after this, it says that he says the word ephaphtha, which is be opened. And immediately this man's ears were opened. So in other words, he's no longer deaf. And the impediment of his tongue was released and he spoke clearly. So he became, you know, he, he became a person that was able to hear and to speak very clearly after Jesus performs this kind of in-depth miracle that he gives for this man. So it says here that uh, he commands probably this man and the family that was with them not to tell anyone. And it says here, but the more he commanded them, so much the more they widely proclaimed it. So it is kind of true that, um, you know, this man, the second he was given this gift of healing, he sinned by disobeying Jesus and by going and proclaiming everything that Jesus had done for him. And, you know, Jesus had a very good reason for not wanting this man to go and proclaim this, this miracle that he had just done. Probably first and foremost, what we talked about earlier is, you know, this was, I mean, Jesus was trying to get to the Gentile region, probably for some rest and relaxation. And now if, you know, this man is going around proclaiming this miracle about Jesus, he's not going to get any rest and relaxation there either. <laughs> so it probably wasn't a very good thing. But this man and his family didn't listen. They disobeyed Jesus and they go out and they're proclaiming everything Jesus had done for their family to the entire population that was there. And it says that all the people who heard it were astonished beyond measure, saying, he has done all things well. He makes even the deaf hear and the mute speak. So they're literally proclaiming that verse from Isaiah 32, which is the Messiah makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Now let me actually go to that verse. Um, there's one from Isaiah 32 and there's one from Isaiah 35 as well. I'll read the Isaiah 35 one. It says, uh, Then the eyes of the blind will be open and the ears of the deaf will be unstopped and the lame will leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute will shout for joy. So that is what it's proclaiming about the Messiah. This is prophecy that Isaiah was saying about Jesus. And now these people here in this region of Decapolis are actually proclaiming this about Jesus as well. They're actually proclaiming that he's the Messiah without even possibly understanding what they're saying, that they're proclaiming Jesus to be the Messiah. But this was Mark chapter 7 verses 31 through 37 where Jesus performs this really fantastic kind of unique miracle that is only recorded here in the book of Mark. So friends and faithful listeners, if you liked this episode, please rate it five stars, share it on your social media platforms, and write a review if you so choose. And, uh, you know, that will help the podcast get found by more people. 
But friends, if you need some gifts for fall or for Christmas for any of your family members, go to my website, uh, support a small business, and, uh, you know, get a t-shirt for yourself or for a family member. You know, I'm going to be having my Christmas designs coming out very quickly. I'm going to have my old designs that I designed last year. And if I get to it, I might try to get another design going uh, this year as well. So definitely take a look at those. I will have my fall designs up for only a month longer. So if you want one, make sure you get one pretty quickly here because they will be taken down after November. But friends and faithful listeners, I want you all to have a fantastic rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.